Bear Books presents Ending Samsara, written by JW Voice and read by Daisy Ray. Part 2, After a Cycle is Broken, 3. Still in Florida and still unmoved by her serendipitous and interlacing universe, Sam returned to Memorial Hospital and another person's bedside although this time it was not only the patient she was visiting. Tiwari, C greeted her in the corridor. C.D. On first learning Sam's surname and mentioning how beautiful she thought it was, her friend had insisted on only referring to her as Tiwari. While Sam, like many, had been amused by Cecilia's marital name, you know, of all the words I could use to describe you, she'd once quipped, I wouldn't have picked C.D., C was smiling broadly. You don't understand how good it is to see a familiar face. Yes, Sam said, lowering her voice. I noticed the reporters. Do you know why they're here? She nodded. Your daughter's donor was famous. The nod became a small shake of the head. This kind of information shouldn't be public knowledge. Yeah, someone out there clearly breached their ethics, C said. But invasion of privacy aside, it's actually helped us. Let me guess, Sam replied. Someone paid you well for the exclusive? C looked surprised. Jesus, you're well informed. She broke eye contact. Do you judge me for accepting the payout? Sam paused. No, CD, it's understandable. Do you know how they're trying to spin it, though? Her friend bowed her head. Evidently, she did. They're running with the story that Tammy received a liver from that, she corrected herself, from that Aussie singer. Yeah, we know. Clearly, Dying Girl receives boozing rock star's liver is a more captivating headline. C squinted. But how do you know? The piece isn't even out yet. A part of Sam wanted to explain her relationship with the reporter from Terracast, and an even larger part wanted to mention she'd known Zach but it was a rule of hers not to discuss the people she helped. A convention carried from her time as a clinician. I know people in the industry, she said instead. I've asked them to change it. Do you think I should force a retraction? It's up to you. C sighed deeply. To be honest, Tuari, we need the money. And I'm sick of it all. I just want to focus on Tammy and getting her back home and recovering. Of course. How's the little fighter doing? You can ask her yourself, C smiled. I told her you were coming. Oh, good. She remembers me. Are you kidding? You made quite an impact on her. C nodded at something sticking out from the large carrier in Sam's hand. Looks like you remembered something too. Yeah, a small promise I made the last time I saw her. C grinned. You're going to make her day. To Sam's delight, Tammy's eyes lit up when she entered the ward. To worry, she yelped. Hi, sweetie, I was in town. I hope you don't mind me swinging by. No, I've missed you. I kept asking Mum when I'd see you again. Sam beamed. I've bought you a present. She lifted the bag and carefully placed it on the girl's lap. Careful, it's quite heavy. Oh my God, Tammy yelled so loudly that it caused the old woman in the next bed over to jump. 
Tabla, I can't believe you remembered. Sam watched her struggle to free the small drums from the bag and leaned over to help her. How could I forget? You were such a natural. Do you still remember the beat I showed you last? Without further prompting, Tammy started to simultaneously tap the heel of her hand against the instrument while softly striking the rim with her index finger. Sam laughed. Sorry, sweetie, I should have said I'm not sure you'll be able to practice here. Oops, Tammy said, stopping immediately. I don't mind, dear, piped up the old woman, amused by the spectacle. It makes a pretty sound. C smiled and shrugged at her daughter, who immediately resumed her playing. What do you say to Sam? she asked over the beat. Thank you, Tammy responded. A promise is a promise, Sam replied. I thought it might help keep you busy while you're recovering. The best part is that you don't even have to get out of bed to play. They're amazing. I love them. It was heartening to see the child so cheerful and animated after everything she'd been through. Sam had scarcely been able to disguise her alarm on entering the room. The young girl must have been 15 pounds lighter than when she'd seen her a year ago. Sam had known her mother for close to four. She briefly thought back to the time they'd met. Of all the cliched encounters, she'd spotted the woman with a flat tyre on the shoulder of a highway in South Carolina. On pulling over, she discovered that C had no spare tyre or any emergency breakdown cover. Luckily, Sam's own spare was a fit and she helped with the change, an act that sparked the fondest of friendships. Thereafter, C would credit Sam with talking her through some of the darkest moments of her life. They'd spent one Thanksgiving together, as well as two New Year's Eves and a crystal wedding anniversary. That was the last time they'd met in person. Sam had played the tablet to all her children, and the then ten-year-old Tammy was enamoured. Samsara stayed for an hour in the ward. When she spoke of leaving, the child insisted that she play for her again. Finding no objection from the old woman beside them, Sam obliged. Tammy gave a fervent evasion. One day, I hope to be as good as you. A little practice and you'll be there in no time. C was in tears when they said their goodbyes. Sam knew this could not be attributed to her presence alone. The woman had been through hell in the year they'd been apart. She prayed that their struggles were over, for a while at least. Another reason for Sam to withhold her knowledge of Zack came from her unwillingness to be reminded what a small world it was. She'd had more than enough experience of such things. Serendipity, predetermination, the clinical nature of life, the perpetual rat race from which she'd begun to feel removed. Not in a superior way, just from the perspective of a keen and knowing observer. The spectacle of a group of apparent strangers unwittingly interacting with one another might be perplexing or even troubling to some, but not her. Call it karma, or kismet, or fate, or destiny. She knew there was a reason for most things, if not everything. Life was shaped by mysterious and unnoticed reciprocity. Those who argued against it were either justifiably sceptical or often simply too close to witness the bigger picture. It gave Sam comfort to know that a part of her former lover would endure, giving life to a worthy soul, and equally that his final act was a benevolent one. To endure a week so emotionally gruelling, sufficient to overwhelm the most resilient of spirits, Samsara meditated for longer than usual in her hotel room. 
After eventually reaching a state of stillness she felt comfortable with, she climbed into bed, speculating on what beauty or heartache tomorrow might bring. If you'd like to learn more about JW Voice, the author of this story, pop along to the show notes where you'll find a link to him right there. And as for Bear Books Podcast, we're on all your favourite social media, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. See you on the next episode. Bye.